took the draft order. So, this is how we're gonna do it. I spent a lot of time, put a lot of effort into it, got very excited. So, that'll go over there. This Everyone is on the count of three, put your hand in, pull out a piece of paper. Here we go, one, two, three. Oh, wow. There it this is. This is really exciting. Number oh, four. Number six. Number one. Number one. <laughs> Tim Brady, mother Congratulations. But that is not where you're going to be drafting. See the kids over there? The kid with your number is your kid. Where they finish in the race is where you draft. Huh, bitches? You, you didn't even pick your own child. That's good because she's not that fast. Dynasty, Debbie, Redraft, DFS, and Betty. Gridiron Fantasy Show has got you covered. Featuring my guys, Paul Edgington and... Derek Cook. Take it away, boys. Welcome in to this week's episode of the Gridiron Fantasy Show, Debbie Edition. I'm your host, Paul Edgington, joined by my co-host, Derek Cook. Derek, how are you doing this time of night? I'm doing okay. Uh, I think my coffee's wearing off a little bit, so I gotta, what's the word I'm looking for, um, naturally try to perk myself up and get going again, but um, doing alright. Getting a little tired, but I'm gonna power through it. Oh, yeah. How this... are you doing? I'm doing fucking fantastic. I'm ready to run through a brick wall. I should have got the Red Bull infused drink like me, sir. I told you. I'm not a big Red Bull fan. I'm not either, but it does the trick. It might do the trick. I was looking forward to that cold brew, but damn it, they didn't have Assholes it. Assholes took it off on us. Yeah. It's unfortunate. The, the, next... co- the coffees weren't good until it started to crash. Not crashed yet, but oh, I'll be definitely up. on the downswing. I'll be up for a few hours after we're done recording. That Red Bull gets me every time. I know once we get done and I go home, I'm not going to sleep. That's that's, that's a given. It's my life. I'm I'm ready. I'm excited to talk some Debbie fantasy football. We got a mock draft coming. Some more spring practice news and notes. Got a shit ton of spring games coming up this weekend, and we also got a little bit of news for once. And the transfer portal is open, so I can't wait to. Uh, See who enters that, who opts out. See the developments for that one. So that I'm excited for. Debbie Debbie News is picking up, and God damn it, I love college football. It's I'm a basketball guy, but college football is my favorite sport by far. Hands down, college football. Even professionally, college football is oh, yes. give me Give me college football over watching-wise. Yeah, it's college football, college basketball, shit, even college baseball. Then the pro sports. Yeah. If I had to pick one sport, it would be college football. Oh, absolutely. Hence why we have the YouTube TV and we record every college football game that's on every fucking channel we have. And it's not just to be ready for shit like this. It's because we actually enjoy the fucking game. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm working for background noise. I love just, like the other day, I turned on Ohio State Notre Dame. Just for the hell of it. Because I was listening to some reports and stuff and people were talking about... You'll hear later on, but Lorenzo Styles' name came up, and I was, huh, let me see what Notre Dame games I have saved. That would be interesting. I was like, ah, Ohio State. Ohio State game. Turned that on for some background noise. I fucking love having all those games just saved on there. It's fantastic. It is wonderful. Especially when it comes to, you know, just for like these purposes, we want to see a certain player, we just go back and watch the game over, and 
make some notes and see what we see what we see. Right. We're not being force fed anything. You can create your own opinion. Absolutely. That's what we're here for, to force feed you our opinion, to create your own off of that. Right. And if you want to listen to it or not, it's entirely up to you. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. That is true. We're going to get some right, get some wrong. We, personally, we're not rooting against any type of football player. We hope we're wrong because that means the guy exceeded our expectations or did well when we thought they would do bad. So it's, it's a good thing to be wrong in this space. Absolutely. It's, again, like you said, never want to wish bad on a guy or um, prey on his downfall or anything. We want all these guys to succeed, but there's only so many spots available. Yeah, it's just the unfortunate truth. But I'm ready to dive into things. We're going to start off with some practice news and notes, get those out of the way nice and early. Uh, Alabama, Milrow and Ty Simpson both had a good first uh, spring scrimmage they did, inter-squad scrimmage. The reports are they both look pretty good. So that seems to be a neck-and-neck battle from everything I've seen so far. Much like Ohio State, nobody's pulling away. Unfortunately for Ohio State, they do have their spring game this weekend. Devin Brown is not playing. I believe it was a wrist injury that he has. Is it throwing? I did not see. Okay. But either way, it's bad enough not to play in the big spring game to battle for the spot. So safe to say Kyle McCord will probably be named the starter coming out of spring. It kind of feels like... Joe Burrow and Dwayne Haskins all over again, except this time the older guy's going to win. Yep. So, unfortunate for his injury. Hopefully he'll be back and maybe have another battle in the fall. I'm really high on Devin Brown, man. I That sucks. Yeah, especially with the spring game. Like, why couldn't this happen a couple weeks ago and have time to heal? Right. Or after the spring all. game. Right. Yeah, so... We'll see. Still, we'll still be an entertaining spring game with the freshman wide receivers out there running around catching balls, and maybe we'll see some. I mean, so would that mean Lincoln Kineholz is going to? I was just gonna look up if he enrolled early, okay. or not. So just give me one second on that one. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. I mean, I'm, I'm an Ohio State fan, but I'm not entirely sure how deep that QB room is, outside of McCord and Brown and. Kinehols. Lincoln, is that how you say it? Kinehols? Yeah, that, that's the way I say it. That's the way I've heard other people say it, so I hope it's correct. Let's see here. Early enrollees. There's the wide receivers. Tight end. I did not see quarterback on this list. So I don't think Lincoln Kinehols is there. That would, uh, that would suck. That would be a really good opportunity for him to play in the spring game. Uh, Tristan Gebbia? Never even heard of him. Yeah, like right here. A, looks up, like he's a transfer. Lincoln Kineholds will arrive in Columbus in June for summer workouts. Yeah, so. Tristan Gebbia. He's a redshirt senior transfer. Uh, transferred from Oregon State. And then from... Uh, he's transferred twice. I think he started in Nebraska and then went to Oregon State and now he's here. So, uh, well, it's going to be a pretty one-sided spring game, unfortunately. Then, but yes. Oh well, I'm sure we'll still tune in and still enjoy watch watching it. it. Yeah, get some of them younger guys some exposure. Absolutely. We'll move on to Notre Dame. Uh, looks like freshman wide receiver Braylon James is standing out as a deep threat and the lone deep threat on the team so far. So he was 
one of the lower rated recruits in Notre Dame's uh, recruiting class for wide receivers. So it's nice seeing him get talked about a little bit. And unfortunately, big fans of Lorenzo Styles. Looks like he was taking some reps at defensive back this past week. So not sure if that's going to be a position switch or maybe they just need a DB out there. Who knows? Which is a big reason why you'll see later. He was not involved in a particular thing we did. Uh, he was not drafted in our Debbie mock draft when he was last month. I believe he was a third or fourth round pick. Yes. Out of five <clears throat> rounds. So that's taken its toll very quickly. But playing defense back is in his blood and his family. His younger brother, Sonny Styles, five star recruit, going to Ohio State. He's in Ohio State. Yep. yep. So he. Very big defensive back recruit there, so it's. I don't think it's out of his. I don't know what I'm looking for. I think he could play defensive back. He, right, it's not. It's in his repertoire. So hopefully it's not a full time switch, and maybe it's just injuries or spring practice, just throwing him out there because they need a body. But that would suck. Yeah. Once again, it's Lorenzo Styles. I mean, it's not a huge name, but it's. It's a name that. If he was playing wide receiver and took a step, he could be a name. In freshman year, people had him ranked top 10 wide receiver, Debbie-wise, so he was right. up there. Could be again, who knows, but this is a big reason why Debbie is the greatest game more than all in Dynasty football. Is drafted in, coming big-time freshman, and goes to DB. It should happen. It should change. I mean, it happens all the time. All a big risk, so hopefully. Again, it's not a permanent thing, but we'll see. Uh, down at Clemson, it looks like Antonio Williams, sophomore receiver, will be leaned on in that offense as the number one guy and probably the target hog. So we could possibly see a big season coming for him, rising that draft stock, I hope. I'm really, really high in Antonio Williams. I think he's the best receiver currently at Clemson. So we'll see how that goes. We'll stick within the ACC. UNC, um, highly recruited player from... He was a freshman last season, didn't see much playing time. Andre Green Jr. had high hopes coming into his sophomore year with uh, Josh Downs departing. He would step up into that lineup. And it looks like so far he's been taking a back seat to a handful of transfer receivers that are playing ahead of him on the depth chart so far. Uh, the spring game is going to be a pretty big opportunity for him to show the coaches what he's really got and hopefully reclaim that spot that everyone thought he would have. And speaking of spring games, holy hell, what a weekend we have ahead of us, buddy. There's a plethora, plethora of them. Oh, we got UNC, Clemson, Florida State, Miami, on the ACC, and then Ohio State, Penn State, both have theirs. Texas, SC, and Ole Miss, I'm very excited for, just because of that QB, QB battle. Room. Yeah. So I'm very excited to see that. Of course... Excited to see Texas. I'm going to see Quinn. I'm going to see Malik Murphy, Cedric Baxter. I'm becoming a Texas fan, sadly. Although I did love them when Vince Young was roaming around. But that's going to be a fun one. Unfortunately, we don't have the fucking Longhorn Network. Yeah. So we'll see some highlights or maybe be able to scrunch up the game somewhere. But that'll be a good one. There might be something somewhere out there we could watch it. But yeah. The Texas one, it, 
out of all of them, Texas one probably intrigues me the most. Like you said, the Ohio State one, Devin Brown's not playing. He's hurt, so there goes that one. UNC, we kind of know what it is. It'll just be a nice to get a look at their offense, their <clears throat> new look offense with right. Drake May. Um, Ole Miss, like you said, is interesting because of the QB room, but Texas is the big one to me. Yeah, USC will be fun to watch. See Zachary Branch, Dorian Singer. Uh, maybe we'll see Malachi Nelson. I'm not quite sure, but that'll be a fun one as well. Uh, Florida State should be decent just because of the weapons they have in offense. And speaking of Florida State, I know you've heard this name on this podcast before. You may or may not remember Derek uh, Destin Hill. It sounds familiar. Uh, former four-star recruit from two cycles ago, at least one cycle ago, that has never enrolled at Florida State. It's finally set to enroll in May is what the rumors are. You and I were talking about him, weren't we, not too long ago? Yep, he was a four-star recruit. Never uh, showed up on campus. No, had uh, some personal things going on. He opted to not enroll yet. Uh, from Edna Carr, Louisiana, I believe. So it's finally set to enroll in May is what the rumors are. That could give another big weapon to that offense that's already uh, rather loaded at this point. So good for him if he is actually coming next month. It would be great to see him out there. Again, a year or two removed from playing football, but he's got plenty of time. I'm excited for it. Yeah, I think he... I, I think it's been two years. I'm trying to. I was trying to find him in it. So I think I'm he would be draft eligible after this year. After this year, technically, if he was there, but I believe he'll still be a freshman since yeah, he never Destin enrolled. Yeah, Hill, 2021 wide receiver. Yep. Yeah. So he is has the game breaking speed ability. He's a big play guy. He'll be another nice weapon to throw in that offense. Like you said, the only bad thing is it's been two years. Yeah, but luckily for him. You know, going to Florida State, the wide receiver room is pretty stacked. You know, Johnny Wilson, I believe uh, Micah Pittman is like a six or seventy-six or seventh-year senior is back. Uh, Hakeem Williams, another big-time freshman. So they got plenty of other players that they won't need to count on Destin Hill this year. So he will have some time to ramp back up and get back into the swing of things. So I was uh, very excited when I came across that news. Very, very excited to see him get there and finally play. Jordan Travis will have some fun this year. Oh, yeah. I cannot wait. And I think they'll be a playoff team, personally. I think they will be on track to be a playoff team. Really? It is ACC, so you never know. They'll fucking lose a mid-November game to fuck find out Virginia or Pitt on the last second field goal or fucking Syracuse and ruin the whole playoff picture. But I think they got what it what they have right now, I think they can make that run to the playoffs. I'm trying to think. It's um, Do they have a big-time running back recruit? I think he was a three-star, maybe okay. four-star. I'm probably thinking of something. Uh, Singleton. Trey Benson. We well, want a big-time recruit, but he's a big-time player now, yeah. Yeah. But yes, he will carry the load. Jaheim Bell transferred in from South Carolina. That'll be fun. So they are... Mike Norvell has finally got something cooking in Tallahassee. I was a big Norvell guy when he was at Memphis and the things he did there. and Just hasn't shown it yet at Florida State, but now he's starting to get the wheels a-churning, and maybe Florida State's back. Getting his guys and figuring it out. Mm-hmm. So we will see. Uh, Miami spring game will be an interesting one just to see all the receivers, running backs, what they're looking like. and Let's see what TVD looks like. 
Yeah, I've heard uh, Ja'Curry Brown, the backup, has looked equally as good out there slinging in spring practice. So, I I love TBD, but I think he's got someone hot on his heels. If he starts fucking up again and not looking too great, I think he could uh, quickly get yanked to the bench. It's entirely possible. I mean, I'd like to see Miami be competitive again. Uh, those were the golden days, my friend. Good old Ken Dorsey in that 2001 team. Yeah, pass interference. My ass. That was a 2002 team. Mm, maybe. It was. It was a 2003 Fiesta Bowl in January. That's right. That's right. Either way, Ken Dorsey was there for both of them. He was. He won one and lost one. <laughs> yep. And now he is the OC. Yeah, we just looked him up not too long ago. Um... He was the OC for the Bills this past season, I think. If I'm not mistaken. Let's see here. Because I believe he was in the running for um, head coaching jobs. His name came up as well. <clears throat> he, um... Yeah, Buffalo Bills OC. Still is. Yeah, I believe he was the quarterback coach, too. Yeah, in 2021, he was the passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach. And That's what it is. 2022 and to present, he's the OC. Yep. As Rocky starts so far, I've heard lots of negative comments and people shitting on him and his play-calling abilities. But first year, he's obviously worked closely with Josh Allen. So give the guy some credit. He's only 41. He's been... He's been coaching for quite a while, too. He's, I feel like he got in there when he was pretty young. Uh, yeah, he got in with the Carolina Panthers as a quarterback's coach in 2013. So, 10 years ago, he was 31. Yeah, that's, that's very young. Very young for an NFL coach. So, we'll move on from the spring stuff and get to our Debbie Mock. Once again, we ran five rounds. Players from the 24 to the 26 classes. Uh, Superflex, PPR, tight end premium. And so let's get into it, baby. Yes, sir. First three picks. Uh, pretty standard for the most part. Uh, Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison Jr., Drake May. A little bit of a surprise. Brock Bowers at 104, giving it his tight end premium. This one is, well, once you guys see the draft board on Twitter, or if you have any recollection, recollection of our last draft, Vastly different in many areas. Yes. Especially this first round. Now, Quinn Ewers went 105 as opposed to later in the first. And Nick Singleton fell all the way down to 106 when he went 103 last month. Mecca Buka stepped up to 107. Raheem Sanders. Travion Henderson at 109. Then Xavier Worthy. Drew Aller dropped a good 5-6 spots. To the 111, and to round out the first, Braylon Allen at the 112, who was in this range last month, last month as well. So, comparing from last month, we definitely went more QB wide QB receiver went early, earlier this month, I think. Yeah, running backs went a little bit later. Yeah, that one's this month, so it's a little bit different as we. I've, I know for me, I was influenced by our previous episode when we talked draft strategies. 
So I deployed more of that strategy going after the quarterback and wide receivers a little bit earlier as opposed to the running backs. I didn't because you had taken them picks right the pick right before me, so I kind of stuck to <clears throat> what I felt like was best player available, basically. But later you'll see a lot of quarterbacks taken as well. Oh, yeah, we threw lots of darts at quarterbacks. Yes. So which is we, what we, we talked about still last week. Like stuck to it, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, this just wasn't a, a round one, you know, something or another. This was a theme throughout the draft that looks pretty different. Right. And as we kick off the second round, maybe a bit of a surprise or a reach, whatever you want to call it. Freshman running back from Texas, Cedric Baxter Jr. It's been glowing reports. You know, he's a great all-around back that he may be the guy coming out of the gates. Very good receiving back so far. And as we mentioned before, and Sark said himself, on the Pivot Podcast, on the most recent episode, he always has a 1,000-yard rusher. He always likes to lean on that one guy, and so far, Cedric Baxter looks like he has the fast track to that. And then right after him, another running back, Quinshawn Junkins, who fell down the board just a smidge from 108 last month to 202. So again, just a strategy we talked about. Running backs are falling down the board left and right. Uh, Jatavian Sanders, 203. Your flag planted in Will Shipley's ass at 204, which is a little, I believe it's a little further down. Yeah, I'm trying to find Will Shipley on our, on this. He's typically been hanging around late first, early second for us. So if he did fall, it wasn't by very much. This is about the range he's been going. And then at 205, possibly freshman starting quarterback for UCLA, Dante Moore. You know the love we have for him here on this show. Which is up a considerable amount from last time. Last time he was 304. So almost a whole round earlier this time. Yep. Which is understandable because we're falling more in love with him about every day. Yep, and since the last mock draft, he there's been reports that he is battling it out with Ethan Garber, I believe. Running with ones. There's also, he posted an Instagram picture that he was uh, training with not only Trey Lance, one of our other favorites, but our most favorite, Patty Mahomes. So those three got together and worked out and trained together. And damn, I love seeing that picture. If you can be in the same, in a picture with Patrick Mahomes working out, you're in pretty damn good company. Yeah, so he is rising up. He's been my QB1 for the past year plus. He remains that way, and he's only shooting up the our mock draft boards. I personally can't wait to do our Debbie, actual Debbie drafts and get my hands on him and get some shares of him. Yeah, we might be fighting that one out. Uh, I, you know me. I will reach and not give a damn. You can't reach if I have the 101. Well, that's fine. I'll take your boy, Archmanic. Woo! But then we got 206, Luther Burden. Fell a little bit. Was it 201 last month, but... Mysteriously Nothing. fell down, but you know he didn't do anything. It's just the way this draft fell. He, and just the running backs being pushed down. Dante yeah. Moore coming up. He was just the unfortunate victim, and he did not make an appearance last month in our mock, but he does now. Zachariah Branch, another guy I'm willing to reach on heavily and be perfectly fine with. I think this guy is going to be a stud. 
Not yeah, only in college. He's got a lot of hype and buzz around him right now. So oh, I can't <clears throat> stop watching his highlight films. Yeah, he's he's a monster. He's going to be a monster. And then his future running mate, possibly, Malachi Nelson. Hopefully. 208. As long as, uh, shit, what's the kid's name? Ray, no. Dylan Rayola. Yes. Stays away, which I wonder when he is committing. I haven't seen a solid date yet. But it's got to be coming up before too long. Yeah, I would assume soon, right? Yeah, I know he's been taking visits unofficially, so hopefully he's getting close to a decision. I think he wants to nail one down before his high school season. Then we got Donovan Edwards at 209. I know damn well he fell down a little bit. He's been pretty much, well, it's been Will Shipley, Donovan Edwards, I feel like, in almost every draft for us. Yeah, he, yes, absolutely. And then our guy, Shadur Sanders, at 210. Barry Brown, 211, and Bo Collins at 212. Sure, Sanders fell a little bit. <clears throat> he was at 203, and Barry Brown was at 201. No, it was Luther Burden. Barry Brown was 207, so he fell a little bit. But again, just the, the way this draft kind of started to unwind a little bit, like you said, running backs going, falling down, and all these quarterbacks getting bumped up because we're kind of following the process of our uh, Debbie draft strategy from last episode. So. Yeah, Dante Moore came up. Zachary Branch made an appearance. Malachi Nelson rose up. No, Donovan Edwards still went ahead of Shadur Sanders. So, unfortunately, somebody's got to fall. Yeah, still big believer in Shadur Sanders, though. Don't take two ten as as anything bad. Uh, just upside. Yes, all upside. Then uh, three hundred one, Mario Williams, the wide receiver from SC. Uh, kid's a mystery. Some people love him. Some people hate him. Where do you stand? I like him. I do too. He showed out last year alongside Jordan Addison. He was. He's going to do it once again. He was a wide receiver one last year. So I don't. He's not a real small guy. He's got decent size for receivers. So I don't see any blaring reason why he's hated on. Right. Other than, well, he plays an yeah. SC's gimmick offense and gets thrown the ball by Caleb Williams and blah, blah, blah. But he did well at Oklahoma's freshman year as well. Yeah, the same so. thing could be said for Jordan Addison then, I guess. Yeah. But the golden boy, Arch Manning at 302. And then that's a weird-ass pick you made, Ty Simpson from Alabama. I guess you think he's going to win the starting job? Yes. Interesting. I disagree. You disagree? I disagree. I take Jalen Milrow at 311 later this round. Take a little bit of value on the... Oh, why not? One of them. Right. And then Blake Corham, 304. And Branson Robinson, a sophomore running back from Georgia, 305. Fucking hammer. Then you took the baseballer, Deuce Robinson, 306. You got to throw him in there somewhere. Hey, don't mind it if he's... If he's More committed to football, football, he is. Right. He's gonna. If he's committed smash. to football, this is gonna. He's gonna go up. Yes, he's gonna be a big time player to see, and hopefully to the NFL. If if he takes football seriously and shows out at USC, expect him to be Brock Bowers' position here in a, a year or two. Oh yeah, very real realistic possibility there. Uh, three oh seven, Troy Franklin. Three oh eight, Cam Ward. I feel like this is a big fall. He was, what, 202 last month? 203? Uh, man, I'm not seeing him. 
Oh, hell, did we not draft him last month? I think it was the 24 rookie mock that he was drafted very highly. But nonetheless, third-round quarterback on a guy like Cam Ward that we're very high on. Yeah, in the rookie mock, he was 2-2. Two two. Yeah. So, can't really beat that, that type of value. If you're looking for a dart throw on a quarterback you believe in, why not at this point? And then the we talked about him earlier, the stud running back out of Florida State, Trey Benson. Malik Neighbors, he fell about a round. And again, he's <clears throat> excuse me, been in the news negatively, uh, gun charges, things like that. So he did fall around. And then Jalen Milrow again, three eleven, and Kyle McCord three twelve. You know, a little bit odd seeing the Ohio State quarterback so far down, but what have we seen from him that makes us think he could be an NFL quarterback yet? I mean, it, it, exactly at this point, it's just um, really it's purely speculation that this guy's going to be good. Uh, the Devin Brown news that he's probably not playing. I would assume that would mean he's got a clear shot to be the starting quarterback. Yeah, I, I, I get it might be a little bit of a fall, but we haven't seen him play any meaningful football. And I think we finally got our heads out of our asses and put him more so where he belongs. He hasn't belonged at mid to late second just yeah. because we haven't seen we haven't seen he yeah. was a five star recruit, yes. But we haven't seen anything from him and me, personally, I don't want to rely on, well, he's Ryan Day's guy. He's in that offense. He's going to Dwayne Haskins it, blow up, and go. I mean, he it very might not. He very well, but he, he very well could, but we haven't seen anything from him yet. There, yeah. There's no proof in the pudding yet. Yeah, but looking at the board, I'd much rather take the guys that we have ahead of him and use my pick on those guys. I agree totally, absolutely. But then we swing it down to the fourth round. J.J. McCarthy, Devin Neal, Justice Haynes, freshman running back from Alabama. Like this is this is a, probably a lot of people won't like this one. Cade Klubnik falling down that far. Yeah, he went from what second, yeah, mid second, he was mid second, I believe. Yeah, but when we're looking at the guys who took above him, you know, they arguably have higher upside. Yeah, it's not as bad. Three hundred eight to four hundred four. Huh. But we've we've kind of been down on Cade. Yeah, we've been we've been down. We were up a little bit, and we're just. Just cooling it, even keel on him, waiting for the season. To me, he's like that quarterback to me that, like, where I draw the line, maybe even a couple before, like, J.J. and Kyle McCord, but I'd rather take the new hotness, fresh new toys, the freshman, Dante Moore, Arch Manning, Malachi Nelson, over these guys. Right. I'm with you there. We, we've, we've seen Cade. We've seen J.J. We haven't seen Kyle yet, and that's probably why he's higher because we haven't seen him, and we're assuming he's going to be good. Yeah. But we've seen what these guys can do. I know that they're probably, you know, J.J. and Kate are going to take steps of improving since last year, but give me give me the freshman. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with you there. Freshman, new toy, higher upside, younger. We'll go with that. And at 4 or 5, we got Bucky Irvin, running back from Oregon, that is gaining some buzz in the community. And Trevor Etienne. Jackson Dart, Michael Trigg, and Oscar Delp. And then uh, four t- four ten, we have Joe Milton the third, and then right after him, his backup, Nico Lamaleva. So, pretty good value on Nico there at four eleven with the upside he possesses. Absolutely. And then you, interestingly, interestingly enough, 
rounded out the fourth round with freshman wide receiver Carnell Tate from Ohio State. I question you on that one. I mean, I'm a big, I took Brandon I'm, I'm Ennis a big, right after. I'm a big Brandon Ennis fan, and I feel like you could have went either or here. But uh, last, do you week, think Carnell Tate has closed the gap that much on Ennis with his spring performance? Yes, absolutely. I can see why. He's has there's been, a lot of coach speaking, a lot of news or not news, but media coming out saying that he's been the best wide receiver in camp. Oh uh, yeah, I've seen the same thing. Absolutely, he has been, but Brandon Ennis is not yet on campus. So which, I guess, which you know, it takes could, an effect. I mean, uh, Buka, Julian Fleming are injured, so these these younger guys are getting plenty of run where which, they normally would have. Where I would, because of the injuries and taste getting not necessarily meaningful reps because it's not game reps, but he's he's. He is getting reps. I would mm-hmm. I would feel a lot better if Ennis was also there getting the same reps. Yeah, just unfortunately with his school, they don't allow early graduating, so he is stuck. He'll be there in June, along with future superstar quarterback Leak and Kineholtz. So we go to 502, Shaz Preston, and then 503, running back from Oklahoma State, Ollie Gordon, Evan Stewart, Tight end Mason Taylor from LSU. I'm really, really high on Mason Taylor. I think he could be a very high draft pick in the NFL in the next two years. Then Katron Allen, 506. Talk about a faller. A huge faller. Huge. I feel like we've had him late second in drafts before. Yeah. Um, and it's nothing that he's done wrong. It's He's in a huge shadow right now. Yeah. I think, you know, like Ollie Gordon, he has higher upside. Right. Than Catron Allen does at the moment. So, who else do we take? Uh, Trevor Etienne, Bucky Irving, Justice Haynes, Devin Neal. I, I'd say they all have a higher upside. Yeah, at this point. That I'd prefer. Yeah. And then uh, 507. We have freshman wide receiver out of Oregon, Jerion Dickey, and then Jadon Blue, and then freshman wide receiver, John Tate Cook, CJ Williams, the Wisconsin, USC transfer to Wisconsin, and then uh, Ted McMillan, aka T Mac, out of Arizona, and then to finish us off at 512, Isaiah Bond from Alabama. So very wide receiver heavy towards the end. Which, again, is what we spoke about in last week's episode as well. You know, we like to lean wide receiver over the running backs. So I think that shows here very well. Yeah, I mean, outside of the few there, the few running backs that might be worth some dart throws, uh, wide receiver dart throws, I think, just have a better hit, better chance to hit. Yeah, especially the ones we took. C.J. Williams has had very good uh, reports out of Wisconsin. He's also a top five recruit out of his in his class. Ted McMillan looked great last year at Arizona. He's looked good so far in the spring. I don't know about you, but I've loved Isaiah Bond. Mm-hmm. He's got that world class speed, man. And of course, we're talking about two incoming freshmen, Jonte Cook, who's already flashed in the spring, making a name for himself in Texas. And Jurion Dickey was the number two rated wide receiver according to Twenty Four Seven Sports. 
So we'll see what he does at Oregon. I'm very excited for him and Troy Franklin to line up on the same field along with Bucky Irving in the backfield. And, and it will also be nice having Bo Nix, who's a, what, a fifth-year senior, fourth-year oh, yeah. senior. Yeah, fifth. Fifth-year senior. Yeah. But somebody who knows the offense and can get him the ball. Yeah, I love my guy Bo Nix. I think he's going to be riser in this uh, 24 draft class. He very well could be. I know that in our you took him in our rookie draft, the 24 rookie draft. Hey, why not? Oh, absolutely. Nothing wrong with it. I don't remember when, but you took him for sure. Oh, yeah. But oh, that about wraps up everything on this week's episode. A very fast-paced mock draft we got through there. Another fun exercise. I always look forward to this week on the show. Always enjoy. We do our mock drafts throughout the week. Slow draft style, going back and forth on a Google Sheet, just Derek and myself. So it takes us all damn week. Absolutely. And well, then the gives us something to do. The, I think the cool thing about the Debbie side compared to the you know NFL Dynasty side is that the NFL Dynasty side, like, there's not a whole hell of a lot of variance. I mean, there is to a degree, but like Debbie. I mean, there's so many different combinations. This this draft oh tomorrow, if we started it over again, could be outside of like the top six, seven picks, could be totally fucking different. Oh yeah, like Zachariah Branch, you know, undrafted last month comes in at two oh six. Right. You know, things like that. You know, Nico, I think he was a fifth round pick last month, but moved him up to the end of the fourth this month. Nick the Singleton was one oh three last month. He's one oh six. Raheem Sanders, or no, it might have been Raheem at 103, and he's at 108. I mean, it's, depending on the week, it could be totally different. Yeah. And not a whole hell of a lot is really changing. I mean, it's, we're, we're basically taking coach speech and media coverage as, for its value. Yeah, we're taking whatever information is being spewed out and trying to sift through it for ourselves and what we want to believe and what we don't. And, Right. Try to apply in these mock drafts. Right. But I can't wait till we get to the real Debbies. I'm itching. I'm itching. I know we just started a best ball that we talked about in our, our upcoming Dynasty podcast. It'll drop tomorrow. So we just started that up, and I'm getting the itch to do some Debbie drafting. I think for our first one, we're just going to go five rounds of Debbie. That's what we'll do, I think. I like that better. I, but, I think, but I think we're going to include the Debbies in the startup. I don't like that. Oh, the, why not? I don't like that. I will be the dummy that they loads up on Caleb, Caleb Williams, Williams and Marvin Harrison. Yeah. Caleb Williams at 101 and Marvin Harrison at 212. Sounds Dang. fun. You wouldn't be that. I don't think you'd be that stupid, but you'd probably be like Marvin Har- or Caleb Williams at 112 and Marvin Harrison at 201. You can see you doing that. Never know. But I've seen, De- Debbie I've picks, seen other Debbie leagues Debbie do picks it that in way. a startup. That sounds terrible. That sounds like so much fun. I don't, the, it I don't think you I the, have the mental capacity to do that. Ultimate control to build your team. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah, it does, but that sounds... I mean, it's really not a whole hell of a lot different than including rookie picks in the yeah in the startup, but it's that kind of sounds terrible. We'll just limit it to what if you did five, that five four, per team. Five yeah, would five. be sixty. Yeah. yeah, five rounds. Yeah, so we just limit it to sixty total Devies in the draft. 
when you so would you limit it to 60 total whereas you could just load up on Debbie or would you lo- limit it to five per team 60 total also a team could have 10 guys yep then it'll be I'm down for that it'll be we'll have a uh, 10 taxi slots your Debbies must be placed on taxi if you run out of taxi spots then you got to use the bench spot for the guy so obviously they would have to be placeholders for these guys so you'd probably yeah, do we'll like use IDP. IDP again yeah yeah uh, preferably IDP rookies, but I don't know if there's 60 of them out there. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. I mean, you'd probably be getting down to the bottom of the barrel, but there's probably 60. Yeah. I just, you know, with our taxi settings, it's always rookies only for two years. Right. We really don't want the police having it not, like, how allowing non-rookies and being able to put whoever the hell you want on it. Right. I don't really want to... Have to police have to, or yeah. check in, but okay, make sure everyone's not stashing someone on taxi they shouldn't be. Right. But I know we both also like having that tradable asset on the sleeper platform as opposed to just running off a spreadsheet. The The nice thing, like you said, is being able to incorporate it in the app that way you know exactly who's got what. You can just go to their team because it'll obviously be yeah. in the player notes right on there or nickname whatever mm-hmm. and it's 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 so much easier to manage well plus when you put something on the block you know it does the whole sleeper automation and pops up notification and goes to the trade block screen and all that as opposed to just putting the chat up jury and dickie wide receiver oregon 2026 on the block right. and just well, getting lost in the chat not just like that being easier but it also makes the actual trades easier because then you mm-hmm. don't have to, like if it was say it was you know, for example, you made a trade where what you traded away uh, Jamar Chase for Caleb Williams and Bijan. Well, if you didn't do it that way and you had to keep track of it on spreadsheet, you go both have to say in the chat, "I'm trading Jamar Chase to blah 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 for so and so, so and so," and then the commissioner would manually have to go in and edit the teams and force a player on the team, and That's that no could fun. look kind of fishy but in that instance that's the only way you could do it exactly so I, I prefer it this way especially since I am the damn commissioner right it makes everything uh, well You're we still lot, do you have a spreadsheet more, you could be a lot more hands off oh yeah you know that's that's the big thing still Let's do work. have a spreadsheet that's updated with all our current Debbie rosters and I also have a separate tab that obviously the league can see this as well it's public to just our league right I have a separate tab for trades involving Debbie assets so that way we have a log of those records so we can go back and look at that. Right. But I don't like solely working off the spreadsheet, you know, tracking guys down. You know, this guy says you're great to trade. Eight hours later, you know, you get to respond or, or what? Right. I'd rather just have it like normal pretty much. Both if, accept, it goes through. Yep. If you're running it off solely a spreadsheet, I'd recommend, you know, we use uh, IDP players for placeholders. We just draft rookie IDPs every year and put them on the taxi. And but as soon as you draft them, you know, go in the player cards and add name, position, and school. Yep, everyone nicks names like you said: name, position, school, year, el- being eligible. And then as commissioner, I do the little commissioner notes that only I have access to, and I put the name in there just so that's the official stamp. So I know we had a mix-up last year with a couple guys. Misnaming their players, but no big deal. Resolved quickly. That's what basically I have the master key of the spreadsheet. That also says the placeholder's name as well. 
So very thorough. Yeah, I wouldn't run a league like this all strictly off of a like you said a spreadsheet. Uh, you'd have to every trade you'd have to keep up with. It could uh, it could get ugly pretty quick. That's just no fun having to go look at a spreadsheet. Yeah, because yeah, on sleeper, the nicknames pop up on the team page. Right. That's what I mean. You can go to somebody's team and realize who they have and quickly make a trade instead of having to go into sheets and fucking. Plus, you got to go oh, into yeah. the DMs and. Then you got to talk to them. Right. And although we don't, although that. we don't like cold offers, this makes it possible to you could send cold offers. You don't have to have a verbal agreement. Exactly. It's just. It works out better, especially if you are a commissioner. Take something off your plate. A lot less work. Well, you don't have to worry about said owners agreeing or disagreeing to a trade and updating and all that stuff. You sit back, let it manage itself, and just update the spreadsheet after something happens, and that's it. Well, just like I, normal. I also feel like, and I just thought of this, like if you were doing it off of a spreadsheet, obviously you'd have to have both managers. I would think to make it fair so all the league understands that you know you agree in the league chat like someone says I send blah 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 to blah 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 for blah and blah and then the other guy would have to say yes I agree mm-hmm. but then if you do that and the other guy doesn't immediately see it and they know that what's you know the rest of the league knows what's going on somebody could snipe him so I, I yeah yeah, I, I, I don't that. agree with that yeah because we've had you know plenty of negotiations over the years and you're talking to someone, oh, yeah, man, I'll do that. I'll do that trade and then send it over or whatever and they uh, back out. An agreement doesn't mean shit until it goes through. Right, until you hit the accept button on the platform and trades been accepted on both sides on there, it does not mean anything. Right. Yeah, I'm excited for Debbie Startups. I'm excited to do more than one, do a handful or at least two or three this year. And best ball. I'm getting excited for the best ball. Thinking about all the time we're gonna save, come September, October, November. I'm more excited for Debbie than best ball. Like I said, I'm kind of, you know, foot half in, one foot in, one foot out on best ball. I don't know how I feel yet because I've never done a dynasty best ball. Um, mm-hmm. On paper and everything, it, it looks like a good idea, but we'll see how I feel after this year. We're in the middle of that draft and. I'm fucked anyways, but that's that's dynasty. Um, but Debbie, absolutely, I'm excited for. Now that I've got you know a full year under my belt, and I'm doing doing way more research than I've ever done before on these college players and deep dives, and you know, I I was always the type of guy that knew like the top ten guys at each position, and that was about it. And yeah. now you're talking about quarterbacks going like twenty deep, and there's there's a lot of shit. But it's good stuff, you know, good shit. Oh, it's good but shit. It's, uh, I'm, I'm excited because I feel like my knowledge has, you know, grown tenfold about Debbie players. So I'm excited, very excited. It's fun. It's my my preferred way to play dynasty now is Debbie. So majority of the leagues I do going forward will be have some kind of Debbie element, whether it's you know small twenty four, thirty six, or fucking sixty to you know one hundred twenty. I. I Per, I mean, I know I haven't been in a league. The only league we're in has we did two rounds of Debbie, and it was separate. Yeah, we I did feel a like to start out. The yeah. I feel like three rounds would probably be the sweet spot, but I also would not be opposed. I, I feel like deeper is better. I don't a two to me isn't quite enough, but then it also gives you opportunities for your rookie draft too. 
actually get some of those players who fell through the cracks. And this year, our rookie draft is rather loaded. I mean, yeah. Drake May, A. Rich, Levis, Drew Aller, just the top four quarterbacks. Jordan, Jordan Addison. You have Jordan Addison, Quichon Junkins, Reem Sanders, a bunch of 23 guys, Charbonnet. Mm-hmm. It's loaded. It's and that's absolutely fun. loaded. But I agree. I think 36 is the sweet spot if you still want a rather relevant rookie draft. But I kind of want to do one that we've talked about before. It's basically like a minor league team. Like go like 10 rounds deep. Pretty much everyone's own See, and that'd for the be, most part. That would be really cool too. That way nobody falls through the cracks. And it really – I mean, it's more risky – I mean, these are freshmen coming in. Some, well, some of them will be, but it's how how good are you? How well do you scout these freshmen? Especially when we do the mock drafts, I'm looking at the big board off to the side and looking at all the players still left. Like, man, we could still go another couple rounds. And oh yeah, we went five rounds in this one, and I mean, like that's why I said earlier, like we do this, we start the same thing tomorrow outside of the top, probably the first round. I mean, shit could be totally different. There could be guys, same thing, shifted in and out. TVD might make it in this time. I mean, there's, there's tons of players that are that I, that I like, like you said. There's all kinds of them. Oh, yeah. I just I love doing the mock drafts. I feel like it's really, really does prepare us for the real thing. We know who to. They said there's so many Debbie players out there. There's so much to keep track of. You can easily miss guys. We're guilty of that in previous mocks. We just completely miss a guy that should have went earlier because there's so many players to choose from. And we'd be liars if we said that we picked the guy late, didn't even realize he was available, and moved him around. I mean, it, like, oh yeah, that's not gonna work. It's you know, it's it's a part of it. But when you've got such a deep player pool, especially with the uh, Google sheet that you made, I mean, it's just it's easy to miss guys. There, there's just there should happens hundreds of them. But I'm excited for startup season to really, really get going after the NFL draft for us. This is our, I think we're in the middle of our third startup already. It'll be the last one before the draft, and then we'll get things rolling. Probably another three or four after. Yeah, probably. Not including redrafts. Yeah, we're going to run about probably five redrafts, three third-round reversals, two auctions. I love those auctions. Auctions are fun. Especially I for a redraft. I think I've had better luck auctions than 3RR. Yeah, it's, you know, the, you got to use the slow draft feature on Sleeper. Yeah. I prefer doing that. Even on the redraft started, you know, two, two and a half weeks before the season, you get done in like seven days with it only being like 15, 16 rounds. I, I feel like uh, when you do redrafts that... The three RR. I mean, it helps. It does help a lot. But if you land in like one of them uh, later spots, although I get the whole you get three guys within the top twenty-five, um, it's still a disadvantage. Oh yeah, especially in you know, we play super flex only. Right. But then again, it is redraft and a lot more viable players. There are you just don't, and you know you're just looking at what they're scoring this year, so it's not like you're worried about age or anything. But exactly, it it evens out. In that aspect. But I think that's it for this week. What do you say, pal? No, I'm good, man. I I mean, I can't really think of a whole hell of a lot more. I'm uh, coming down from my coffee high. But, uh, well, yeah, there's. I'm just looking at this list, and there's just so many players so many, there. So many players. There's so many players on there that we haven't dove into yet that we just know the name of and 
four star. So there's plenty more to even dive into. But I can't wait for next week's episode already. We're going to, much like we did with our freshman favorites two episodes ago, we're each going to pick a sophomore favorite from each position that we're really looking forward to this season that we think has a high Debbie upside. Then also talk about the spring games that you guys will be seeing later today. Do maybe some recap of those and what we see that we actually actually get to watch. And the news and notes we hear coming out of those games. There's also a plethora of good spring, spring games for next weekend as well. So we'll talk about those in the next episode. So the, Along with our sophomore favorites. Our sophomore favorites, one in each position, skill position. Yep, one in each skill position. Okay. That will be a fun one to dig into. I know the sophomore class, which is the 2025 class, is shaping up to be a good one. I personally... Are you going to go with low-hanging fruit? If he's my favorite, yes. So would you go like Nick Singleton? Yeah, I'd say so. Say like him and Quichon will probably be one of each of ours easily. That's what I was getting at. Like I'm going to try and find at least one that's like not low-hanging fruit. Oh yeah, I'm sure we'll find some. Yeah. There's lots of them out there that haven't. It's like Nick Singleton and Quinshawn Jenkins are easy. Yeah, because we looked at sophomore class on running back, we still haven't seen a lot from a lot of them. We only have probably a handful, I'd say, that we've really seen something from. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So we'll see. It'll be another interesting exercise to do. Get familiar with some other names in the class. But that'll do it for this week's episode. You can follow us all on Twitter. Mine is Gump7285. Derek's is D underscore Cook93. And that is K-O-C-H. And you can find the show at Gridiron underscore FS on all social media platforms. We are getting into the Instagram game a little bit more. Sharing some more posts on that site. Also becoming more active on Twitter as well. So feel free to interact with us. Reach out to us with questions, comments, feedback, trades. You want to hop in a league with us, let us know. We'll get you on the list before we start actually recruiting members for the next one. So just hit us up. We'll, we got some other things in the works. Talked about it on the... We'll be talked about on the Dynasty episode as well. I'm starting to lay the groundwork for a Discord community that we'll be running. Uh, we're going to set up a... It's like a Patreon, just different website, same idea. You know, charge a couple bucks, you get some rankings, exclusive trade show of all of our supporters that are monetarily supporting us. Go over your trades, break them down, give us feedback, and then uh, some other little extras possibly for people that choose to support the show that way. Right, but, and there might be stuff down the line where you send us your team and ask yep, what we would audits. do yeah yep, absolutely. team audits that's exactly but there's there's tons of options oh yeah we can provide you know just some extras to people that choose to support us in that that way and you know provide you guys even more I don't know what to call more of our opinions advice you know, help you out with your teams more than just the podcast and twitter right and of course you can always support us for free follow us on twitter instagram tiktok you know, rating review whatever your podcast preferred podcast player is putting your free ways to do it as well that doesn't cost you much time and really helps us out and makes us feel good on the inside nice and fuzzy 
Absolutely. It's nice knowing you guys listen. Um, and for sure, feel free to roast us. Oh, yeah. If you don't like one of our takes, fucking let us have it. Tell us why you don't like it and we're dumbasses. And we'll gladly read it. We'll gladly read it and break it down with you on why we disagree on being dumbasses on certain subjects. But And we might agree with you. We never know. We're always open to new feedback, knowledge. Constructive criticism. That uh, discussions, never arguments, because not everyone has the same damn opinion. There's nothing wrong with that. We can all get along. And Opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. Yeah, that is true for most. I would say. Well, yes, yes. <laughs> I was going to go into that, but that rabbit hole is not worth going into. No, no, not that hole tonight, buddy. Yeah. But yeah, interact with us. We'd love to discuss whatever's on your mind. Or if we're not covering something on the show, you might want to hear if there's a Debbie player we haven't talked much about you want to hear some more about and our thoughts let us know but appreciate appreciate you guys tuning in enjoy the spring games later today and have a good weekend see you next week